Welcome to the Next Level Life podcast with Christine Corcoran, where I talk all things mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. Each week, I will endeavor to bring you a new episode with a thought, insight, or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner, all about taking your life and business to the next level. Each episode is designed to open up your mind to a new perspective and inspire you to live your life with purpose and passion. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by my free guide and cheat sheet, How to Rock a Discovery Call Without Selling. I created this cheat sheet for a client of mine who was struggling to uh, comfortably enroll new clients into her coaching business. And I was able to really nut out exactly what I do and she found it so helpful that I thought I'd create a little guide to go with it and put it out to anybody else who thinks that they would really like to improve the way that they enroll their clients. So it feels comfortable, doesn't feel like they're selling and they can easily take a client through a process and actually enjoy the process. So if that is something that you resonate with, you can head over to my website, which is periscopecoaching.com.au and download it for free. Awesome. So today's episode is all about taming your inner critic. This has been a topic I've been discussing a lot lately from the recent Love What You Do Collective event, which was all about mastering your inner critic, and a recent workshop that I did called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. Our thoughts that we have on a regular basis shape our existence. It shapes our experience and the way our perspectives and the way that we see the world. And it is usually the first place we need to start to really start changing our lives for good. Every single day, we have about 60,000 thoughts and about 80 to 90% of those thoughts are actually the exact same thoughts we had yesterday. So if we want to start seeing a different result in our lives, what's that version of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting a different result. It works the same thing with our thoughts. So if we're having the same thoughts as yesterday, how can we expect to have a different life today? So today's episode is all about uncovering those default thoughts and recognizing the inner critic and start noticing how we can start to shift it, to turn it from our mean girl to become our cheerleader. We all have that inner voice in our head responding to absolutely everything that happens throughout our day, that negative chatter that goes on. And often, you know, it's telling us things like we're not good enough, we're not smart enough, not pretty enough, we don't have enough money, we're not wise enough. And half the time they're not even true. Like sometimes they're so harsh and sometimes they're not even our voices. Sometimes it's actually something that someone said to us, you know, a a bully or a family member or someone at some point in time judging us and we've taken that on board and then we consistently judge ourselves internally. And it's really not a nice place to be, yet that inner critic is always going to be there. And it's up to us to really uncover any of those default thoughts that we can change, start to shift those and start to be aware of when that is not serving us and when it is serving us so we can start living our lives on purpose, not just in default on that, um, you know, that hamster wheel of just doing the exact same thing we did yesterday. So how does the inner critic show up for you? I'm going to get real with you. Like the inner critic has shown up for me today multiple times. I have re-recorded this podcast probably four times already because my inner critic was telling me it wasn't good enough. And, you know, I have standards and expectations on myself, yes, but being able to recognize, one, when it isn't serving you, and two, when it's actually something that you need to listen to. So how does it show up for you? For a very long time, for me, it showed up in in place of 
when I would judge myself in, reg- in regards to body issues or I would self image and things like that. So it would constantly play up. And the thing is too, right? Our thoughts are the first point of call. We'll have an experience in life and then we will have a thought about it. And that thought will then drive or create an emotion. And then from that emotion, we will decide to take some form of action. And then we obviously get a result in life. So if we're able to then tap into what thoughts actually don't serve us and change those, we're most likely going to have a different experience, a different emotion, and then take different action and get a better result. So our brains process information on a daily basis. So we'll have an experience and we'll process that information through sight, through sound, through touch, through taste, and through smell right? Through our five senses. And then what happens is all of that information goes into our brains and our brains then filter it based on every other experience we've ever had in our lives, our past memories, our past experiences, the way that we were brought up, our programming. It it filters it through our religion, our culture, things that our friends and family said or did. Like all of these types of information is actually filtered through all of that. And then what happens is we have a thought and that thought could be positive or negative or neutral. So does that make sense? Like when you think about it, sometimes you'll have a thought about something or an experience, a thought about an experience and you're like, huh, no big deal. Like it's actually a neutral thought because it's not, it doesn't make you feel bad or feel good. It's just neutral. Every experience in life is neutral until you give it meaning. So for instance, someone could say to you, hey, that's a really nice top you're wearing. And you could have a thought that goes, oh, that's really nice of them to say that. And you feel good. Or the other thought is, what a cow. Like, how dare she say that that this is a nice top? Like, I wore this yesterday and it's, it's dirty and I haven't even washed it. Like, you can literally choose to think one or the other. That is our choice. And yet we can make it mean different things. Does that make sense? Like, honestly, it's something that really was a, when you are able to really understand that that's within our control and the choice is ours, it's being able to take the power back and start recognizing that people don't make us feel bad. The thought that we have about that interaction or that person is what's making us feel bad. And the same with any circumstance. When something happens for us in our lives, we can choose to think about it in a positive way or a negative way or neutral So for instance, let's say you get fired. You could respond and go, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to take a holiday. I'm going to take some time to really figure out exactly what I want to do. And I'm going to start finding a job that I actually enjoy doing because I really wasn't enjoying it. So thanks, which is quite positive, right? It actually, when you think about it, it generates a positive emotion. And then most likely from there, the action that you're going to take is most likely going to be empowering and it's going to be working towards moving you forward. Whereas the flip side, the other option could be, or the other thought could be, oh my God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. What am I going to do? Where am I going to find a job? Where am I going to find money to pay my bills and actually go down a complete negative spiral? And from there, you're most likely, the the emotion that you're going to experience is most likely going to be negative. And then usually from there, you'll have a reaction, a response and take action. It's most likely not going to move you forward. When you're having that type of negative negative response, we'll usually buffer 
And what I mean by that is we'll go and we'll drink alcohol to make ourselves feel better. We'll eat food to make ourselves feel better. We might go shopping. We might have sex. We might, you know, whatever it might be to make ourselves feel better. It's usually that action that's not necessarily serving us. So we start to take the opportunity to really recognize when the thought is actually positive or negative or what we make, what we're choosing to make it mean. Because that is absolutely our choice. And so on the weekend, I did a workshop called Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life. And we talked a lot about past experiences and being able to reframe them to make them mean something more empowering. Because every experience in our life was that was there and had was allowed us to experience something, to teach us something or to teach us a lesson, right? So if we were able to look back at every experience, whether it be positive or negative, and think about it in depth and think about what we could take away from that, that changed the way that we viewed the world, changed the way that we perceived ourselves, and think about what lesson we could take from that, I guarantee you there is always something you can take away from it. And so when you do that, it it gives you the ability to take the power back. Because often when something negative happens in our life, it's because we've surrendered some form of our power, we've lost something, or we've given something away. And when you're able to change what that means for you, you're able to take that power back, take responsibility for it, and move forward. So this is a huge part about this this type of work, is taking responsibility. Because often when we can sit in a place of self-pity and self-doubt, where that inner critic just beats us up and constantly talks us down... We can sit in that negative place and and really constantly blame and justify and make excuses and then ask why. why. Why am I stuck here? Why is this happening to me? And it's a really defeatist kind of way of looking at things and it can keep us stuck in that place of victimhood. Whereas when we're able to take responsibility for our part and our part in any interaction, our part in the way that we think and the way that we feel, we're able to take our power back and start to choose something that's more empowering for us. So that's what I want to be able to gift for you today is to really give you the power back to start choosing what you think and start choosing what how you want to feel so you can move forward and enjoy your life. So... One of the things I did for myself that I found really helpful was to start writing a diary on the thoughts that I was having on a daily basis to really uncover those default thoughts. Because we've been having those thoughts every single day for many, many years, sometimes they're so default, they're on that literally like constant response, like it's so fast that you don't even recognize that you're thinking it, that it took me a while to really uncover those ones that were causing the most amount of damage. So I would literally go throughout my day and feel free if you want to stop and come back to this part of the podcast, grab a pen and paper and really start thinking about when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thought that you have? You roll over and hit the alarm. Is it a positive thought or a negative thought? And then what's the next thing that you do as part of your day? Do you get up and get in the shower and get dressed? Do you look at yourself in the mirror? What thoughts do you have throughout that process? And what about any interactions you might have throughout the day when you interact with your boss or a colleague or a family member or your partner, your children? What thoughts are you having before you respond, before you react? Are they positive? Are they negative or just neutral? Then what about when someone gives you a compliment? How does your inner critic react then? What about when something goes right? Do you celebrate? Or do you say to yourself, oh, you're just lucky? What about when something goes wrong? 
Does that inner critic just go nuts and turn into an absolute mean girl and just completely beat yourself up for days on end? What about when you compare yourself to others? What is the inner critic and the mean girl saying to you then? Sometimes they're the most harshest things that we don't even, we would never even say to another human being out loud. Like if we turned to a small, small child and said, you don't deserve that. How dare you? Like you would never say that. Like really think about it. Sometimes the things that we say to ourselves in our own heads are so harsh that they're awful, awful things. And yet we wouldn't say it to another human being. So why do we say it to ourselves? So this is the first part of the work. Really uncover those default thoughts, the ones that are just completely unconscious. You don't even recognize that you're saying them to yourself. And I was literally doing it by going throughout the different parts of my day. And one of the biggest things was when I recognized when I was being triggered. If I was being triggered in a place where I would react in a negative way, it could be a a response. I might get annoyed or angry or frustrated. Or it could be when I... I actually sometimes even notice the emotion first before I notice the thought. So I might find myself in front of the fridge looking for something to eat. And I'm like, how did I get here? (laughs) So I would take a minute and go, okay, so what am I feeling right now? So I would name the emotion and it's like, well, I feel disappointed in myself or I feel ugly or I feel fat or, and then, you know, because eating is a good idea when you feel that way. Right. (laughs) Um, so taking a moment to really one name the emotion and then try to backtrack it and go, okay, so what thought did I have before I stood up and went to the fridge? What was I thinking? What was I saying to myself? And sometimes I'd backtrack it and recognize that I was comparing myself to someone on social media or on TV, or I was replaying something that had happened throughout the day and was not talking very nicely to myself. So then I went to the fridge to try and make myself feel better. So really uncover those thoughts that happen throughout the day really recognize when you get triggered because when you're actually noticing those those trigger points, you're able to change them because you can take back the power of choosing to respond how you would like to respond from your higher self. Now, I don't want to get too woo-woo on you and I'm not saying like you're higher being or anything like that. I just mean that when you're on your best, when you are the best version of you and you are firing on all cylinders and you're in a, you're in amazing mood. You are amazing, right? You're so nice to yourself. You're so nice to other people. You do the best things. You take care of yourself. And you're, when you're, when you're at like the, at that peak state of when you're taking care of yourself, health wise, business wise, you're taking the action, like you're doing all these good things. Everyone can be great when they're at that point. It's when you're triggered and when you're in that lower state that they're they're the times when we usually react from a place of being tired or angry or hungry and those things. And we say things we regret. So it's in those times when you're triggered that where you find the gold, where you find the ability to find those thoughts so you can change them because that's where the power is. And that's where it gives you the ability to start making some massive changes in your life. So all experiences happen positive, neutral, or negative until we give them a response, right? So until we make them mean something for ourselves. So we'll have an experience, we'll have a thought about it, which will then create an emotion, which then drives an action, and then we have a result. So if we want to do something different, so if we want a different result in our lives, we need to start with our thinking. Everything in this world started with a thought. Nothing has ever been created or invented without someone thinking about it first. So remember, you need to think it first before you can create it. 
So how do we manage our mind? It's a daily practice. It's taking the responsibility back and it's taking the courage to step back and go, where am I going wrong? What's the best way that I can actually start to change it? So I'm going to give you some tips and tricks and some tools on how to manage your mind and how to start working with the inner critic because she's always going to be there. You're not going to ever get rid of it. It's never going to become a time where she's not there beating you up, but there's going to become a time where you're like, wow, my thoughts really have changed around this and my thoughts really have changed and I've stopped beating myself up about this or it's really, really empowering. And so at our, our event last week at the Love What You Do Collective event, one of the girls, one of the ladies in the audience actually said, you know, by doing an exercise like this, I've started to realize how far I've actually come. And the progress is real. Like it is so empowering. And it just, that's where that change is really created. So take the time to do your daily diary and really uncover those default thoughts because when you uncover those default thoughts, that's when we can start to use these types of tools to change them. Okay, so I'm going to give you an opportunity to change them. Firstly, we must have the awareness, but without the judgment. This is where the power is taking that power back. Please allow yourself the curiosity to start recognizing your thoughts and be aware that you're not beating yourself up about recognizing your thoughts. Like this is the whole purpose, right? But it's interesting how we do that. We go, huh, I just call myself fat and ugly. Why would you go and call yourself fat and ugly? Like you actually start arguing with yourself for calling yourself that. Like that's going to get us nowhere. So please have the awareness without the judgment. Be curious and just recognize it and notice when it's not serving you. So so then you can decide to change it. The first thing you can do is learn to forgive yourself. Self-forgiveness is so powerful and it's taking that, taking the opportunity to really feel the emotion that you needed to feel because maybe it was, it was an experience where you reacted in a certain way that you regret, or maybe it's because you did something that really wasn't the best thing for you and you regret that. So it's taking some time to really forgive yourself. Maybe it's doing a thought download on it. Maybe it's just allowing yourself to feel the emotion and process the emotion before moving forward. You see, our brains are designed to keep us safe. We have the survival mechanism in our brain that's designed to basically analyze our environment and to point out anything that's in danger to us because we're in that survival, right? We need to survive as a human race and it's designed to point out any danger so then we stay safe. It's also designed to exert the least amount of energy to again survive, right? So it's really fascinating when you really start to delve into the science of the brain because one, its bias is to look at the negative because in this day and age, there is nothing really that we're in 100% danger of. Whereas our prehistoric brain back then when it was created, it was like there were saber-toothed tigers running around and possibly we could die any single day. Whereas in this day and age, we're not in Uh, imminent danger all the time. So when it looks at danger like um, judgment or uh, rejection or um, anger from other people, like all these types of little things that aren't necessarily an actual threat to our lives, but our brains look at it as a negative, look at it as um, a danger, right? So it's important to recognize that because just because you're recognizing it doesn't necessarily mean you're a negative person. And I really want you to be aware of that because you can change it and notice that your brain's doing it to keep you safe. So the first tool I'm going to give you is just an opportunity to acknowledge the thought and to name it. 
So how we do this is like almost like a, a naughty toddler. If a, if a naughty toddler was chucking a tantrum, what's the worst thing you can do? Usually ignore them, right? And then it gets worse and they get louder and they get louder. The inner critic does the same thing. You ignore it and they're going to keep going and it's going to repeat and repeat and repeat. So we need to acknowledge it. Notice that it's there to keep us safe. My friend Kirsten Morrison, who we host the Love What You Do Collective events together, she actually names her inner critic. So she's actually got a name for it and she calls it Merv, which I find is hilarious because it's a guy's name. And she's almost like she talks to it and just goes, hey Merv, I see you there. I hear what you're saying. I understand you're trying to keep me safe, but that thought is not serving me. So acknowledge it, recognize that it's there to keep you safe and let's move forward. It's amazing how powerful just that recognition is. The second one is having an argument with it. Because sometimes some of those beliefs that we come out with are absolute bull. Like they literally, we don't necessarily have to believe them anymore. And it's possibly a past belief from somebody else saying something at some point in our lives or something that we used to believe a long time ago. And we know it's not true anymore, but it's become such a default thought that we haven't changed it yet. So recognize that thought and go, actually, that's not true. So it could be like, well, you don't deserve to stand up and talk in front of other people. Who do you think you are? And it could be then you have the flip side and you actually almost picture yourself your inner critic standing out in front of you and you have that argument and go, well, actually I do deserve this because I've put it, been putting in so much time and so much effort into really refining my message. And I have so much to give and I can serve these people. And if I get up and speak, maybe I can impact one other person. So it's literally just having that argument out to prove the inner critic wrong is so powerful enough to sort of quieten them down that little bit more. The next one is called stop, cancel and change. This I find really powerful, especially in those trigger moments where you're like, have this automatic thought and you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe I just thought that. So, or you say it in your mind and you're just like, no, that's not right. So I would literally go stop because you want to stop that neural pathway in its tracks. So this, this usually a default thought has been thought so many times. It's literally on the same train track and it's been repeated many, many times. So you need to stop it in its tracks. So I would go stop. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Now I'm going to think something different. So I then would change that thought. So for instance, you might have a thought like, oh, you can't fit into those pants because you ate too much yesterday. (laughs) And I would go stop, cancel. I enjoyed myself yesterday because it was an opportunity for me to take care of myself and I enjoyed myself with my friends and family. I fit perfectly into these pants and I will work on an exercise regime today or whatever it might be that makes you feel better. It's really important that you recognize the emotion in the body because that's where you can really start to notice where it makes a difference for you. Because if you have a thought that makes you feel terrible, then it's usually not serving you. But when you have a thought and you feel empowered and you feel enlightened and you feel lighter and you feel almost like excited to try something different, then that's when the thought is, is actually serving you. So really take the time to literally, I would literally be in the middle of my lounge room and have a thought and go, stop, cancel. No, I don't choose that. I'm going to choose something else. The next one is what would love do? This is really powerful. And it was something that I think I read from Brendan Bouchard and it was really taking time to take a moment and reflect and go, why am I being so mean to myself? And If love was here, what would she say in this situation? So it could be that 
something's gone wrong in your business and you've lost some money. So what would love do? Love would say, it's okay. We learned a really beautiful lesson here. It was an opportunity for us to try something. You took a risk. You stepped out and you took that risk. And yes, you may have lost a little bit of money, but there's plenty of money around and it's going to come back your way. But you never want to be the person that doesn't take risks. So you just keep going. You're doing so well. Other than the inner critic telling you that it was all your fault. <laughs> like there is a massive difference, right? And it's really interesting because I used this when I was having an argument with my brother and I took a moment just to breathe and go, instead of reacting and getting angry because I had the need to be right, like it's just the ego coming in and playing with you, right? I had, I had to be right within the argument and so did he. No one was going to win. Whereas I took a step back, took a deep breath, took a deep breath and went, okay, so what would love do in this moment? And I was able to then take a moment and go, what's happening here is we both want to be right. We actually are both arguing about something because we care about each other and we don't want to feel hurt. So I took a moment and I said to him, I apologize. I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. That wasn't my intention. I don't want to fight anymore. So if there's anything else you feel that you need to say, please say it because I really would like to move forward. And he was so shocked that he literally just stopped in his tracks and didn't say anything. And I was just like, huh, that's, that's a great way to end an argument. <laughs> but it was a really beautiful way to go. You know what? I actually, I love you. And I want to, I don't want to argue anymore because I actually care about you and I don't want to hurt your feelings. So I'm sorry. That's how it came across. So really able to take a moment and, you know, taking the high road or taking, be the better person and, you then feel better as well. No one feels good after having an argument with someone and saying things you regret. So do the same thing in your own mind. When you are being harsh to yourself, take a moment and go, would love really say that? If love was a person and was standing right in front of me and said, oh my God, that was the worst thing you could have ever done. Why did you even say that? Love would turn around and go, it's okay. You were just trying to protect yourself. You're doing the best you can with what you've got. So let's just move forward with love. It's a powerful shift and it's a powerful, powerful shift. And it feels so much in your body, so much better in your body. And when you're able to do that, those little bits and pieces and those changes and those shifts that you're able to make, those change of thoughts really start to make a difference in your life. You start to see different things play out for you as well. So there are a couple of the tips and tricks that I use to actually change my inner critic. And the other thing I do also is being able to put into your mind what is what I would call a cheerleader. So some positive thoughts, maybe some mantras or some affirmations that you could use on a daily basis to start rewiring that part of your brain to start talking to yourself in a better way. It could be that I am a positive person. I choose to believe that I am I am a good person and I'm able to serve and love other people in my in my experience. So it's just changing the way. And it could be like, you are freaking Beyonce. Like you are taking massive action and you're killing it. Like really start talking to yourself in a better way. And I guarantee you things will just start to shift for you on a regular basis. The other thing, and the last thing I want to leave with you today is also the other default that I recognize with Tony Robbins. He actually brought this up at a, at a seminar I was at and his, his question was, I want you to think about what your default is in your everyday life. When you go about your everyday life, are, do you usually recognize the things you don't have or do you notice the things you do? 
And that was a really big shift for me as well. So recognizing that if your default is to go and notice the things you don't have, then I would start there. I would start starting to recognize the things that you do have in your life, start bringing in a gratitude practice and start noticing all the amazing freaking things we have because we live in this world where we have access to so much information, so much opportunity, so much amazing um love and experiences and everything that comes our way that it's when we start noticing all the things we don't have that's when we come from a place of scarcity and sit in a place of victimhood and it's just as constant negative emotion just spiraling out of control so bring yourself back to exactly what you do have what you can be grateful for and start enjoying life and really start to experience more happiness and more joy by choosing it on a regular basis like I said before, we can choose our experiences and how what we make them mean. And when we're starting to use them as a powerful experience to lift and empower us, we can start choosing to experience more positive emotion as well. So that's where you might want to take some time each day to recognize and experience emotion in the body. So it could be remembering a past experience that you were so excited about or you were so proud of or that you were so happy in where you laughed so hard your cheeks hurt. Like all these things that bring so much joy to yourself, start rewiring that part of your brain and it'll be easier for your for your brain to go there on a more regular basis because you've trained it that way. It's literally like training a muscle. So we go to the gym and we train our muscles to stay you know, to be strong, we need to do the same thing with our inner critic. We need to train it to be our cheerleader. So remind it what everything that we do have in our lives, practice gratitude, remind it what, remind it what happiness feels like and what joy feels like and continue to practice that. And before you know it, your whole life will start to change. Like I guarantee you this work is so worthwhile. You are worth it. Please take the time to do this. So I want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate it. If you, is there any other practices you use to be able to master or overcome your inner critic? I would love to hear them. Please share with me on Instagram and Facebook, or please share any takeaways you've had from today's episode as well. And if you have anyone you feel would really benefit from hearing this message today, please share it with them as well. Have an amazing week and here's to taking your life and business to the next level. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life Podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.